it's essential for leaders to be clear when a decision is actually made and ensure that their executive team fully stands behind that decision. Even if some of the executives would have made different decisions if they were making the decision, at least they need to disagree and commit and fully stand behind that decision. I'm Jason Gore, and I'm here with executive coach Robert McNaughton. Thanks, Jason. Uh, You and I, we talk a lot about decision-making because there's a lot of nuance and a lot of different variables that go into this. And I think this one is essential that when we're making a decision, like as you say, especially when people wouldn't make the same decision, that there's still alignment, that they're still moving together all as a team. I agree, Robert. Of all the practices that we discuss, I think this is one of the most important because If we're not clear about our decisions, um, it's going to create all sorts of mischief, all sorts of problems that can really undercut the ability for an executive team to be a unified front and really stand for the company. And once the executive team loses trust with people in the organization, it really is a, a tough uphill battle to regain that trust. Yeah, it's easy for dissension to happen. On, on any team, in any kind of collective, um, where we're not all on the same page, but, you know, there starts to be factions where people want to start, uh, you know, moving the energy in a different direction. And so we have to work just as hard to maintain alignment as we do on making sure we're making the right decisions. So there's two pieces here. The first piece is to clarify that a decision was made. Yeah. Corollary to that is also clarify when we haven't made a decision, but we're just thinking about something. And then the second piece is alignment, is ensuring that decisions are really embraced by all the team members, uh, even if they might have chosen something differently. Otherwise, they're going to go around and they're going to back channel their disagreement, and it's going to add a lot of confusion and a lot of mistrust in the organization. Yeah, I think, you know, that first point that you made there about, you know, when a decision is actually made and particularly when a decision is not made, like how often, you know, we've talked about this before, how often where someone thinks that we're moving in a particular direction and they start marshalling energy and resources and things when we've, we've really just been spitballing. I see that all the time. And let's focus on that first. Let's focus, focusing on clarifying whether decision is made or not. Right. And then we'll focus on talking about group alignment. Um, yeah, that's the, the biggest, first biggest one is, you know, clarifying when a decision is not made. Um, a, another great example, like I have seen that, right, where you get a whole team organizing around something and the CEO is like, what are you doing? Like, right. you hired who? What? <laughs> and, you know, it was just an idea. Um, I had a more acute one recently where um, the CEO, uh, the company had reached about 70 people and the CEO at an executive team meeting kind of just at the end of the meeting says, hey guys, I think we need to change our dog policy. You know, we're having some dog fights. We have a candidate that has allergies um, and it's been on my mind. Anyway, the next day, all heck breaks loose. People are coming in. They're like, I can't believe I couldn't bring my dog today. I can't believe you're doing this. I'm going to quit. Like, just chaos. Right, right. And, And the CEO's like, Whoa, whoa, we, we, we have not, like, he's caught with his pants down. He does not know where this is coming from. He's like, there's been no decision made about this. All I did was bring it up as, and what he was doing was actually saying, hey, this is an agenda item for us to talk about sometime and was trying to get people to think about it in advance. But he didn't clarify that there was no decision here. He was just, like, just spitballing. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, bigger companies, you know, there's often clear decision-making processes and governance policies, you know, that can ensure these kinds of things. But really the, the best advice that I work with people on is just making sure that the context is explicit for any conversation you're having. That if we're just, if I'm just bringing up an idea as an agenda item, then I need to reiterate the context you know, certainly at the end of just like, okay, you know, we'll continue having this as a discussion. No decision has been made that we have to invest that extra effort to make sure there's still a shared reality around this. Yep. Okay. Now let's go to the other side of it is to clarify when a decision is made. Um, So to continue on the dog story. So the CEO basically said like, so this candidate was a CTO position and pretty high level person. And he really wanted the CTO to join. Uh, but he ultimately realized that he really loved his dog-friendly policy, and a lot of it was really important to a lot of people on the team. And so, at the end of day two, they had an emergency meeting, and the CEO made it very clear that we're a dog-friendly company. And this is a technology company; it has nothing to do with pets, right? So, um, and they also had to come up with corollaries. If your dog can't get along with the other dogs, then you can't have your dog here. Right. If you're allergic to dogs, you either have to figure out how to handle that, you have to prearrange to work remotely, or you don't work here. Like, there was all these other things that had to also be decided because the recruiting guys were like, wow, that's going to actually change us. And so, you know, he got really clear. He made an announcement at the end of the day, these are the policies. Yeah. Like, and if your dog can't get along with other dogs, if it's fighting, like, your dog is going to you can't be here anymore. And it's a, th- you know, he created a three strike rule and, and everybody then could align. Some of the people weren't all that happy, especially the person that had the dog that was the troublesome dog. Um, but everybody could get behind that and understood why that decision was being made. Yeah. So, you know, similarly, this is a case where, you know, we do want to have our processes and our policies, um, you know, defined somewhere, you know, certainly in our project management and, and things like that. And that's, as a growing startup, this is often the case where that's not the case, where the policies aren't all written down or, you know, key decisions in regards to a project, you know, aren't taken down by the appropriate person and then published somewhere. And so we want to be on the lookout for how can we make these things more explicit. So we're not just taking conversation as gospel truth. Mm-hmm. Um, that we can look for, you know, how, how, how do we know when something is actually set in stone? Yep. And I think it's also really important at the beginning of conversations where someone's like sharing that a decision, what the decision is. So often I see executives kind of try to softball it, try to like play it down a little bit as compared to being really clear, guys, this is what's happening. Right. Yeah. We, we have made a decision um, to do whatever we're doing and the decision is, is final, how we implement the decision is definitely on the table for discussion. And that's what we're here to do today. Yeah. If you don't do that, then it doesn't set the context up for the conversation and gets everybody all confused. And then like when the CEO or the executive says, actually, no guys, this decision is final, but they're 10 minutes in the level of uproar is a lot higher. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And let's get into that, you know, speaking of level of uproar, let's, let's transition into the alignment. Actually, Robert, I want to, I want to, I want to pull back a little bit okay, um, before we go there, because I do want to talk about the, sometimes the intentional lack of clarity, you know, like, you know, you're letting someone go or you're layering someone. Often people will bring up a conversation 
kind of as if it's a discussion. Hey, you know, I'm thinking about hiring a chief technology officer that you would report to if I'm talking to the VP of engineering. What do you think? And the guy, you know, I'm totally against it. Well, okay, I've actually already hired someone, <laughs> right? That's, that's insulting. That's right. Uh, and I've seen this over and over again where we try to lead a horse to water. We try to get someone, like we try to soften the edge of a, of a hard decision um, or even a decision that we think people will buy into. Um, there was one, I think I mentioned this before, where a CEO um, had basically reserved a golf course in Florida for their annual offsite. And he came to the team and says, hey, guys, I think it would be a great idea if we did a golfing outing this year. What do you think? And sooner or later, it got revealed that he actually had non-cancelable reservations at his friend's golf place. Yeah. Like, he, he had a great deal, and it was like, it was going to save the, the company thousands of dollars. There was like a price, it, was like, it was like a really good setup that he said yes to. But, he, I, you know, it was a real loss of trust. He should have just gone in and said, hey, guys, I got this amazing deal at a golf course. Um, you know, I've been wanting to go to a golf course for a while. I've been deferring to you. This year, I actually just decided to make a, a decision. We're going to save some money. We're going to go here. And now, Robert, I want to go with you. And I'm asking for your alignment here. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's a generous way of doing it besides, you know, throwing it in from the side and sideswiping people and having people upset about something as innocuous as, as a trip. Okay. So now I want to take, take your lead of going into how to ensure alignment, even if there, there's an upset. Yeah. And, you know, this should probably go without saying it kind of hits both topics at the same time. So maybe it's a good segue, but you know, we've, we've talked in these recordings some about the importance of, you know, having clear decision-making authority, the importance of a healthy heart hierarchy and relationship to that. But we all know that there is such thing as, as negative power dynamics. And I've seen leaders that, you know, just kind of for provocative entertainment, we'll do things like this. We'll kind of provoke people by saying it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe I'm considering you for that, you know, promotion or something like that. And in some ways, it seems like they're just trying to entertain themselves or just kind of flex their power muscles, but it has a lot of negative consequences. And I would say most of the people, if you're listening to this recordings, that you know you're probably not in that category, but it's worth saying. It's like obviously you know you you need to be aware of your power and your decision making, and that it has impacts on others. And you certainly don't want to just play around with that provocatively. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and what would you recommend there instead of doing that? <laughs> Being considerate that other people uh, have an impact that that my decisions have an impact on other people. And similarly, the example that you just gave, instead of trying to cover up you know, you know, something that might be vulnerable or, or challenging for me, like doing the extra work as a leader to ensure that everybody is aligned and on board. And yep. that, that does transition uh, nicely into what we're talking about here, where if I'm making a decision that you may not agree with, I, I want to, to really be in relationship with you. So I make sure that you're on board with me and that there isn't further dissension. Yeah. You know, essentially, anytime you're making a decision, I think the goal is to get people to understand the decision, understand why the decision is being made, and ask for their alignment and their commitment behind that decision, even if they would have made a different decision, if they were making the decision. Yes. Right? Um, what we don't want is we don't want everybody to leave the meeting about the dog and say, I can't believe this, like, oh, no way, I, you know, and, and all the cooler talk. 
I mean, what we want is people to be authentically like, wow, actually, I'm really upset about this decision and I understand it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this brings up a story for me that, um, you know, this, this cost my company uh, a lot of resources that um, my, really my COO, my right-hand man, I would, you know, he would consistently say, it's like, okay, you're the CEO, you're, you're making the decision on this, I'll, I'll follow whatever you say. But I could tell, you know, my intuition and just kind of the body language and everything, the way he was saying it, that he really wasn't on board. He was just saying that he was. And of course, later I found out that he was, you know, back channel gossiping or, or you know, just having conversations with other staff, you know, with the tone of if I were in charge, I would be moving things in an entirely different direction. And the other staff members were getting enrolled in those conversations and starting to kind of get on his team, which of course just wreaked havoc on our overall strategy. So inevitably I had to just invite him back into a conversation and saying, it's like, listen, I need you not to just say that you're on board and act as if I need you actually to be fully aligned with me such that your actions and your conversations represent that, or you can't work here, or it's not like I need to find someone who will, otherwise it's not going to work. Yeah, he understood that, and we we did what it it took to get through it. Yeah, you know, Robert, we talk about all these soft skills, but they really have hard, clear, measurable outcomes. Definitely. And, you know, to me, on this one, on clarifying decisions and ensuring alignment, the outcome is: Are your people using their resources to fully align, hundred percent, with the decision that was made, and they're not putting resources into the other areas where the, the you know because they they want to or they're passionate about this that aren't aligned with your decision. And if we could just like think about like all the drummers drumming to the same tune, like, like, and looking at it from a resource perspective is every minute of every person's time is money to the organization. It's either pro productive or it's lost productivity. And are all of our people using as many resources as, as possible to fulfill the specific goals, the immediate goals, and the long-term goals of the organization. Yes. And that's what we're pointing to here. Yeah, I, that's really well said, Jason. I think it's easy um, sometimes, you know, it, it, it employees at different levels to get, to lose sight of the urgency of, uh, of maintaining all of our resources. Sometimes it's easier from the top if you're managing the P&L or, or you're seeing the, the deadlines those ways to know that it's like, no, we, we all have to be on board if we even have a fighting chance of getting to where we want to go. But right. um, at, at other levels, if, we're, if it's not being reiterated regularly, like where we're going, what it's going to take to get there, then all of a sudden it doesn't seem like the hat is over the fence with the decision. It seems like my resentment still has space to kind of fester around, but that wastes so much resource. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about um, uh, and clarify perhaps in a repetitive way, how a leader does this well. Great. And, you know, so first of all, it's like being clear about what decision was made or what decision wasn't made. But I think in the room, right, you know, you're, you're seeing that person who in their body language is not on board. The request is what I would call alignment. Yes. Once we leave this room, we all stand behind this decision. Yes. Right? Can anybody not do that? Now, if, if this person said, I can't stand behind this decision, right, then either we have to say, okay, then we're not going to make this decision until you can, or we have to say, wow, like maybe if you really can't do that, then this might not be the right organization for you. Like, and right. 
Um, you know, I, I have a situation like that right now where we have, a, we have an AI company that is struggling because their technology can be used in military applications. And this company right now is struggling in the commercial side. And if they don't take on military applications, the likelihood of them succeeding in the education realm is really low. Yes. Like, right. So the CEO, you know, basically said, look, like, this is what we've decided to do. We've decided to allow the military to use our technology in whatever they want. But we and our team will not directly do military applications, but we will train them. Okay. And that's, that's the line in the sand. And one of the executives is basically saying, like, look, our tech is going to end up in the, in the head of a missile. And I am not okay with that. And the CEO stood his ground and said, look, this is, I get that. Like I, and if we come up with a better solution, but we've been at this for six months and we're at a point where we have to accept their contract or not, you know, we've been through this enough. I understand everybody's viewpoints here. I'm making this call and I want you to stay. And I would fully understand if you resign and I would fully support you. Yes. And, you know, the, the executive basically said, okay, like, you know, I, I, let me think about it. And the CEO was like, no, like I'll give you 24 hours to think about it. But if you can't stand behind this decision, you cannot be back channeling this. Like we need to be a unified front and really press the issue. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I'm bringing this up because this is a, like a, you know, a serious conversation. It's hard to do well, but you need to press the issue. You have to. Uh, it's, it's truly like a speak now or forever hold your peace. Like yeah. that's what we, what we have to do. And, you know, there are cases where there can be an integrative decision-making process where it's like if, if we're at an impasse that we can, we can try to alter the proposal or alter the decision to integrate the tensions that are being felt. It's not, you know, we're not compromising, but we say it's like, well, could we add an, an extra you know, boundary within that, that'll satisfy what you're sensing about that and actually have a, a more evolved decision. That's right. definitely possible. But the most important thing is at the end of the meeting, that decision needs to be made that yeah. we, we can't hold up where we're moving uh, because, you know, there's yeah. alignment. Or whatever time period is, is agreed upon. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not that that, per, that executive can't actually share like we, we don't want him to shut himself down. Like, Hey, he could be upset about the, about the, the, about the decision. I'm upset about this. Um, and I, I'm fully aligned behind it. Mm -hmm. I understand why we're doing it. I don't like that. We have to do it and we have to do it. And this, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and as long, you know, but it doesn't create mischief. It, it's not like he's creating a coup of people that have a different set of goals or right. moving or putting their energy in a different place. Like we're all, we're no one's going to sabotage the effort to work with, with the DOD in this case. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a very nuanced subject, particularly when we're dealing with the business ethics that we need to be in relationship with these days. And it is important that everybody in the room speak up. We we're definitely not saying swallow your opinions, swallow your creative tensions you know, and just kind of get on board with something you don't believe in. You're actually not going to be aligned if, if you do that. So you need to speak up. You need to be clear and be willing to e either adjust things or, or walk away from the project. Yeah. And these are tough conversations, Robert. They really are.
the, the key takeaway here is that it's essential for leaders to be clear about the decisions that have been made, the decisions that have not been made, and ensure the executive team fully stands behind those decisions. Even if, people, if some people would have made a different decision, the team needs to be in full alignment. Um, that could mean a disagree and commit. That could be some hard organizational and people decisions. But we need to be clear about what we're doing and have the whole team on board. This is high-level territory, Jason. I'm glad we had a minute to unpack this further. To all the leaders out there, we know this is hard, and we hope this conversation has been helpful.